Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Supplemental Sex, or It's Not Just Sex. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode four of seven. So doesn't this make it hypocritical to blame one another if your sex life is struggling and you are not doing this? I can't believe you're watching that smut. Well, yeah, but we haven't had sex in over a week. So now, but so time out here. There is not a playbook quantifying the amount of times a week that you should have sex. You must work it out so that the temptation and sin doesn't creep into the relationship. Besides, the number of times will vary depending on the lifestyle of the couple, the age of the couple, and the willingness to conform to the sexual solutions outlined in the Bible. As I've said before, this is my third message, Dealing with Sex, and I feel that I could write an encyclopedia series on this subject, as it is so important to openly deal with it in your relationship. And equally as important, it is so very important to know and see the sexual strategy of the devil and how it is playing out in today's world. Now, some of you saw the word affection and are wondering if it means sex. Now, DECOM gives us a broad definition of so as to avoid any confusion, I will ask that you look it up together as a couple and decide for yourself what part plays in a role in your marriage. But be aware, and this is the first time I have mentioned this, but there is another switch, and it is not a dimmer switch, but more like an on-off switch. Affections can flip the switch, which will require activity, that is, follow-up, sexual follow-up. Yes, you know what I mean. You cannot ignore this and think that showing affections is, in and of itself, the complete act of intimacy. Nope. Now, does this mean if you kiss one another in public, you will need to check into a motel before going home? No, of course not. Right? Well, if it has been a week or so, just maybe. <laughs> so I will try and address the complex association between sex and our relationship with God. But please keep in mind, I will need so much help from the Lord to make the connection. If I miss it here, it does not change the fact that all the other stuff is true and so very helpful if applied in a relationship. 1 Corinthians 6, 13, 18 Foods for the stomach and stomach for foods, but God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Now here we can see what the other side of our sexual sin looks like. Now Paul has to address the topic of sex in a 360 degree manner, or else he leaves room for the squid to come in and keep everyone in sexual bondage. He's also stating something obvious here, isn't he? I mean, we're already provided all we need to know about how to manage the sexual affairs of our marriage, along with the rest of relationship building principles and commandments. So here I see that Paul is telling us that when we invite or allow sexual immorality into the relationship, it affects our relationship with the Lord. Oh, if we could just understand this one point, might we strain to keep away from such sin? Oh, but it's power fed and nourished from the position of ignorance and neglect. Now it is right here and for unknown reasons that I went into pulling together my fourth message on sex titled Seek and Sex, No Hiding Necessary. To my own shame, I feel way too overqualified to speak on such a sensitive 
and thoroughly abused subject. But can I not make a house from mud? Now, but wait a minute. I finished my fourth message before finishing my third. Yep, that's how it worked sometimes. As I'm working on one message, I get a flood of information and scripture on another related topic. So off I go into creating another message before finishing the one I started. Now this is important for those of you that want to keep things neat and tidy in the things of the Lord. You have an advantage to yourself by trying to move where God is moving at the moment he is moving. It's better to do so than to follow your own unanointed way, only to produce empty messages. Well, I suppose you could give them to a church to preach on Sunday. But might I recommend you throw them away until you know that God is in what you are talking about. If you throw a good in away, he can and will bring it back to life. He has a way of doing that. Just a teaching moment in the middle of a difficult subject. Verse 15. Do you know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. I cannot begin to open this up, but here we see the spiritual implications of our sexual sin. And yes, I already said it. This is not an easy hook to remove. So please don't hammer on the hook and dearly departed. There is hope, and so you must be a hope speaker into their lives into our lives. After all, it isn't like most everyone isn't contributing to the problem in one way or another. I mean, seriously, and I mean that. And don't make me go there because I will. Just listen to my other three messages on sex and see my struggles throughout. If I volunteer to throw myself under the bus, I can reach out and take you with me, although that's not my desire. I share because I care, and I care because I cannot bear to see the whole of our nation sinking into this wild, wild mess. Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed because of it. How much further along are we than they? They didn't have cell phones and TVs. Verse 18, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Sins against your own body? What? Why? Who? What? No, see, it states this is a sin that is committed against the two flesh becoming one, Matthew 19.5. Again, we see here how earlier Paul stated we do not have authority over our own bodies. But if we do not handle this business in the marriage, this sinning against your own body could happen. And if you don't think this sin makes the devil smile, if he can even smile, no doubt he will. 2 Corinthians 6.4.18 do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Baal? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has a temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So riddle me this. 
Paul also wrote 2 Corinthians 6, 14, 18 to the Corinthians, which tells you he was dealing with their sexual sins on all sides of the coin, including the edges. But here you also see that there is a lot of oil and water illustrations, which goes beyond the sin just infecting the flesh. Jesus also refers to connecting yourself to a false god in your sexual sin. What? I don't even believe in that god. No, but you connect yourself to him, that is, to the false god, when you marry outside of the Christian circle, that is, when you marry an unbeliever, which in my mind and experience is almost always done in rebellion against the parents' Christian standards, if they have any, or just against God. One of the greatest mistakes ever made, and yes, this is my point of Christian grace, is that people marry outside of the Christian circles believing that they have the power to change the individual. But now even in your ignorant stupidity and possibly borderline rebellion, you have made yourself unclean. And not for God's sake. Of course I'm not talking about those who get married and become Christians while they are married. That is a unique journey in and of itself, especially when only one gets saved, or when one gets saved before the other. But not here, not now. This situation is discussed further in one of the other messages. Okay, so this is going to be my scriptural file whereby I try to address each scripture as it relates to the sexual sin and or how to get out of it, even though I've already covered that. Additionally, what can we expect on this planet in the future, although because the Bible was written about 2,000 years ago, that the future is now or is already logged into our history and is bound to get really ugly? Let's look. 1 Timothy 4, 1, 3. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. So we see the Christians falling away in this now latter times, which we actually do. COVID-19. The Cyrus anointed president who was hated by many of us so-called I-can-hear-God Christians who eventually got the oppressive king they always wanted. You know, we shouldn't intentionally set up a slip and slide as we head into the dismal future. You should vote according to who God is calling in and has equipped into office, not our self-willed choices that accelerate the end times for God's sake. This life is about souls, not your opinions. Okay, so back to earth. Look at the statement forbidding to marry. We see signs of this now. Pay attention as I've already chatted up the dimmer switch and the on off switch. Can't get married? Is this biblical? Please tell me you have been paying attention and can without a doubt quote this from the very message that Paul actually stated, we should get married if we lack self-control. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.